and welcome to episode number 41 of Basha's Thoughts. Today, there is a message, and the message is, hang out with yourself. And the idea behind the message is a little bit longer, so let me explain it. It may be odd, but by hanging out with who we truly are, by spending time just being the deepest version of ourselves, we can actually affect some of the biggest problems that we are facing today. And we can certainly affect the things that we have been talking about in previous episodes. So I'm thinking that I might go through a number of those things quickly so that we can see how all of these apparently different things actually may share a common solution. So the things that we have been talking about are things like fighting, defending things, fighting for things, playing the win and lose game. We've been talking about scarcity. We've been talking about ego, selfishness, We've been talking about appearance, the importance of appearance. We've been talking about a fixed mindset and ideas such as knowledge being the end of our evolution when we stick to it and we really believe in it. So let's talk about some of these things again and figure out how hanging out with yourself can actually affect all of these things. All right, so let's start with um, scarcity. Scarcity, you could say, is the basis for a lot of our motivation when it comes to our fight impulses. When there is a lack of something, when there is not enough of something, we may trigger our fears and that way we could respond by fighting. Whenever we have fear present, our vision becomes very limited. We can no longer see the big picture and often focus in on what we think is relevant, although this may not at all be the best solution. And this may be a good survival mechanism, but it's not a mechanism that is very helpful when we want to thrive. So scarcity is something that often leads us into these games of wanting to win while others lose. And scarcity has a lot to do with clinging on to ideas or feelings or thoughts or knowledge or material things and this very strong attachment, this belief that this is what we need, causes problems for us. Usually what we fight for is our identity, what we believe that we are, who we believe that we are, the ideas that make up who we are. And so when we cling on to any kind of identity, that attachment, that clinging onto it, 
will essentially lead us into problems. When it comes to appearance and the importance of it, we know that appearance is important. It is the physical appearance, but also appearance may be on a CV. Do you appear educated? Do you appear as a person who has a lot of experience? We may want to appear in particular ways because we believe that this is essential in our world. Indeed, it is not only that appearance is important. Most of our impulses when it comes to our actions derive from what we think that other people think about us. It's not what we think about us. It's not what others actually think about us. It's about what we think that others think about us. This is where a lot of our action impulse is born. And the more we act from that place, the more we consolidate that particular view. So the more you act as you think that the other person thinks you are or should act, the more you create that reality for yourself and you become stuck in it. But the beautiful thing is that we can move beyond that and we can also help others move beyond that. Here's an example. If you have a person who is being rude to you, the natural way to react would be to be rude back or maybe to become angry and try to correct the person and tell them that you're wrong, you shouldn't be acting like this. But if we do this, what is the likelihood that we will actually be able to change the dynamics? Well, the person who is being rude has probably done this before, and so they are probably used to being corrected, and they are probably used to other people being rude to them. So if we act in that way, we're not likely to actually affect any lasting change. So what could we do? Well, instead of acting from that place, we could go deeper. And we can always go deeper because essentially we are transcendental beings who can always self-transcend and go deeper and even deeper and even beyond that. This is because we are essentially infinite beings. This is something we spoke about, I think, in the second episode where we talked about what is real. And we pointed out that what is more meaningful to us is that which goes deeper into unity and also is transcendent. And so what is most meaningful to us in general are not the particular expressions of things like material things or words like the words that may be rude. Instead, it is what is behind them. What is the meaning behind them? And so if we look at the person who is telling us these rude words and we look for what is actually behind those words? What are the needs of the person? And if we can respond to the need of the person instead of responding to the rude words of the person, then actually 
we are opening up for the possibility of a meaningful interaction and for the possibility of change. Because most people who are rude are not rude at their essence. Instead, it is because they need something. Something is wrong in some sense. They are hurting somehow. So if we can look past the words and into the needs, then we can respond in a way that is much more efficient and interesting and meaningful. Again, this is the unifying and transcending dynamics that we spoke about in episode 39. And so appearance, if we can look past the roles we play through appearance and what we appear as and what we think we appear as, well, then we can move into greater freedom and greater meaning. What about the ego? and ideas such as selfishness. This was actually one of the things that came up when I asked a lot of people what they thought were the biggest problems. Surprisingly to me, I got the answer that something related to the ego is our biggest problem. And often it was something similar to selfishness. Our ego is an interesting character it is a role that we're playing. And it is very much about clinging to a role that we're playing. So much so that it can even impersonate that towards which we may be striving. It may impersonate love. It may impersonate all sorts of virtues. So, for instance, generosity. If you are truly generous from your core and you give, then it will be a liberating experience for you, an opening experience for you, an expanding experience for you. But if you give through the ego, maybe you say, well, I want to be a generous person, so I have to give. All right, I'm going to give. And then you give from that space that is no longer necessarily opening and expanding and liberating for you. So it is an impersonation of the ego trying to take on virtues. This is the trap of wanting to be good that we talked about in an episode as well. I think that episode was entitled The Trap of Being Good. Whenever we want to be something instead of being it, Usually we have the ego involved in impersonating something and we are, in a sense, deceiving ourselves. Fixed mindset, the Dweckian ideas of fixed and growth mindset, also have to do with clinging on to ideas, clinging on to knowledge, clinging on to an idea of who we are, a role that we play. We may see ourselves as intelligent, or we may see ourselves as beautiful, or you may see yourself as very bad at math. Whatever it is, whenever you cling on to that idea, you start limiting yourself in many ways. You start becoming more prone to fight because you're actually generating a possible scarcity. If you're seen as someone who is good at math, but on your math test you do not do very well, well, then you may be inclined to lie about your results 
on the test because you don't want others to see your to see you as someone who's not very good at math. You may no longer be willing to challenge yourself to grow because by challenging yourself, you might notice that you're not very good and so you won't grow. This is related to this idea that knowledge can be seen as the end of our evolution because whenever we know something, well, we no longer search for a solution to anything that we know the solution to. If we know something, then that is it. We don't develop further within that area. We may have a well-formed and very useful idea about something. It may be something that is well-rehearsed and useful. And yet, it is that which is stopping us from growing further. So, knowing may be stopping our evolution. Of course, the other way of being is the growth mindset, where we do not identify with what we know. Instead, we identify with our infinite potential. We see ourselves as learners, the ones who grow. We do not fixate on any of the things that we learn. So all of these things are related to the roles that we play and they have to do with fixating on parts of these. So all of these things are related to the roles that we play and our fixation on them, on our identification with them. It is like the Buddhists say, the suffering comes from the attachment, the clinging onto. Clinging onto what? Anything and everything. The more we cling, the more we suffer. And so the more we identify with a role and cling on to it and fight for it, the more we stay in the same place, we stay in the same dimension when we're fighting for the good we're still fighting, and so we are still within the same dimension. We are not transcending it. And we are transcendental beings, so we find meaning by unifying and transcending. Therefore, staying within the same dimension of fighting, of playing the games of win and lose, will not be the most satisfying to us. Alright, so how do we detach or how do we de-identify? Certainly we have a lot of roles we're playing. How can we move beyond them? Well, that's the proposition of the day. Maybe we can do it like we identify with other things. So usually when we identify with something, it's because we spend a lot of time doing it. If we spend a lot of time playing football, we might call ourselves football players. If we spend a lot of time working in a bike repair shop, then maybe a bike repair me mechanic may be someone who we identify as. Also, we tend to identify with the types of people that we hang out with. If we hang out with people who have particular likes and very particular dislikes, or maybe a particular mindset, then we will tend to identify with them. So if hanging out with people who are similar to us and hanging out doing something 
for longer periods of time gives us this sense of identity, could we then hang out as our truest selves and automatically start reaping the benefits of de-identification? Yeah, that's the idea. So the idea is to spend more time being you. This is why meditation, where you move deeper, ever deeper, into just being. You move beyond thoughts, beyond feelings, beyond sensations. That's why this type of meditation is so transformative. And you don't need to do anything. And you don't even need to have anything happen to you. You don't need to have any deep profound experiences or visions or witness any kinds of miracles. Just spending time as being, pure being, as pure as you can get, will automatically start opening you up and step by step you will start to witness the miracles happen in your life. It is a Meditation of perpetual transcendence. Whatever you find, you move beyond. Whatever state arises, you acknowledge and you move beyond it. Become the witness of it. And as you become able to identify the witness, you move beyond that identification as well and become the witness of that ever opening and dissolving and then becoming someone becomes a free and playful option that you can engage in more fully with less fear and with a wider perspective because you have less fear and fear tends to limit your perspective and so playing any role will be a lot more light, free, fun, and you will be able to do it even better. Becoming someone will be an option, because you are not someone. That is only a role you're playing. You are beyond a person. You are that infinite potential, and because you are that infinite potential, you can forever transcend, forever find greater meaning, and move beyond. And so we can devise different types of practices of detaching so that we don't cling as much to our roles. And these are good and helpful, but there's also a way of automatically detaching by hanging out with yourself as the pure love, as the pure awareness that you are. And that will spill over into all of these areas. It will spill over into the scarcity mindset because you will be coming from the abundance mindset. So you will no longer feel as encouraged to fight or defend anything. Instead, you will find solutions that are 
all-win types of solutions. It will spill over into the game of appearance because you never really cling on to your appearance when you know that it's only a game you're playing in the moment that you can have fun with. And your impulses to act will no longer be coming as much from what you think that other people think about you. It will spill over into the mindset and move you into the growth mindset where you continue evolving and learning. It will spill over into knowledge and knowing and instead focusing on learning more and knowledge will only be a fun tool to play with, not something to fixate upon. And it will also spill over into the ego dissolving instead of the ego trying to interpret that it is dissolved, that it is illuminated, that it is whatever game it is playing. And the ego will be a fun tool as well. But it will only be a tool and not you. You will not identify as your ego. Instead, you'll be able to play with it and use it. So that's the suggestion for today, to spend more time with yourself, but actually your deepest version of yourself. Because just doing that will, over time, start shifting your identification in your general life. And it will affect all of your life profoundly. That was it for today. I'll talk to you in another podcast. Take care.